Welcome to the Renovate Church Sermon Podcast. At Renovate Church, we are passionate about teaching God's Word in such a way that you really get to know the heart and character of God and where you can apply the truth of Scripture to every aspect of living. We believe that God's Word is relevant and has the power to transform your life. We're excited for this most recent sermon and we hope it blesses and encourages you. quick men's retreat that was a blast a couple things on that I know who if we get into a scuffle who I'm putting on my team Alan Barnwell in the back don't take all that little niceness you see in him um, there was I think I saw a glare of like the Terminator eye come when he stepped into there to throw axes guy you don't want to be on your team and sorry I'm gonna throw him under the but Raymond Boyd yeah I don't know if he could hit the broadside of a barn with an axe. So anyway, sorry, Raymond. I love you, brother. Forgive me. Well, good morning. Hey, excited you're here. Got a great message. Palm Sunday. Um, we're going to really just look at what Jesus was thinking about in his mind, will, emotions, spiritually going into this week. So we're going to jump right in. If you could put the text up. that I've got two, two different texts here. We're going to read this, pray, and get right into it. Uh, we will take communion after my message, so I'm going to try to be very concise as I can with this today. So let's, it's up on the screen here. This is a, a messianic prophecy of the book of Isaiah. This is well before it even came, came to pass. So let's read it. This is a, talking about Jesus. It says, Isaiah 50, verses 6 and 7. I offered my back to those who beat me, my cheeks to those who pulled out my beard, I did not hide my face uh, from mocking and spitting. Here's a, good, a big piece of this message today. Because the sovereign Lord has helped me. Everybody say, God's got your back. Everybody say that. Because God has helped me, I will not be disgraced. Um, now, I'm a Bible teacher by heart. I'm a teacher. I'm a coach and teacher. Therefore, whenever you see the word therefore read in the Bible, it's there for a reason. And it's telling you everything before that is going to link to what it's about to say right here. Therefore, I have set my face like flint and I will not be put to shame. So that's Isaiah. Let's go all the way to the New Testament now. This is Jesus in Luke 9, uh, 51 through 53. He links, Jesus refers to this prophetic messianic uh, prophecy right here. Here it is. Uh, now, it came to pass when the time had come for him to be received up. So the time was getting near for Jesus to, to die on a cross and be, re, you know, resurrected and go back to heaven. Here it is. He steadfastly set his face to go to Jerusalem, all right, and sent messengers before his face. And as they went, they entered the village of the Samaritans to prepare for him. Watch this right here. But they would not receive him. Why was that? Because he set his face for Jerusalem to go die. So let's pray real quick. Lord, thank you so much uh, for coming to die for us on the cross. God, today I'm just asking by your spirit, Lord, speak to us individually, corporately as a church, as a community, that we would, I, I pray God, infuse us with the spirit and the mentality and the life and the uh, 
just the approach that Jesus had as he went to the cross, Lord, that he did not quit, he didn't back down, he didn't give up, he didn't faint in his spirit or heart, but Lord, he pressed in because he knew what his purpose was. We thank you for it, Lord, today, in Jesus' name, amen. For a few moments today, my, the title of my message is Setting Your Face Like Flint. Setting Your Face Like Flint. And the theme here is don't let up, give in, or ever quit. Don't let up, give in, or ever quit. Flint, real quick, if you've ever played around with rocks, as I have, uh, they used to take flint and make arrowheads out of them and shoot them as arrows uh, back a long time ago, obviously. Flint is actually a very, very hard sedentary rock. It's so hard that if you take a sharp edge of flint, strike it against steel, it will spark. So when we talk about this setting your face like flint, we're taking a capture of what Jesus, how he set his face for the cross, meaning, here's what it, I'm going to read this real quick. Setting your face like flint implies this, that you're expecting opposition. You're going to stand strong in the face of adversity. To set your face like flint, it implies, and it means this, to regard the difficulties as worthwhile and when you consider what it's going to eventually lead to. That's what Jesus did. That's a picture. There's a problem for, the, for us today on that. Let's just talk about that for a moment. What's the problem, Coach? We're addicted to comfort. I'm, I'm going through this audio book right now. It's, so, it's not a Christian book. It's so convicting. The book's called The Crisis Comfort. The crisis. We are living in a day and time in our lives this year. We are addicted to ease, simple, fast, and quick. You don't agree with me? Why do you buy your new phone? Hey, you know, it, it downloads Wi-Fi like a lot quicker. You don't go, hey, can I get the slowest Wi-Fi on my phone possible? Now, don't raise your, well, you can't. You know, who almost has lost their religion on slow Wi-Fi recently? I mean, there's some of you in here, I know. So, I mean, think about your, when, when something that simple that delays you sending a document or an email or seeing an image, oh, my God, like, we're, we're, we're changing companies. This is too slow. This, this, I mean, that's our mentality. But Jesus, if you read the Bible, he even didn't get upset. It took long, longer than it should have. That was not him. And the funny thing, you read the Bible and you know what? Most people, the, they chose the, the hard path. They didn't go, hey, uh, Pastor Dave, have you got like a, a sermon series I could just download into my mind and I don't have to listen to it? You, you got that series yet? No, you, you need to sit and listen and reflect, study it, kind of agonize over it before you work that in. It takes time to work out your salvation, right? The Bible says work out your own salvation. That's a workout sometimes, right? So slow Wi-Fi. Anyway, so our objective, my big goal today of this message, it's really, what was Jesus thinking? What was his mentality and attitude going into this, this week? And we're going to look at it here. So let's just do a quick overview, if you'll put that up, please. Uh, the days leading up to the crucifixion. Sunday was his triumphal entry. That was the big fun day, right? Like, oh, man, this is a little parade. There's balloons and candy, and everybody's cheering and posting it on social media. Excitement. This is, I love how this is going. Like, right? 
Monday, leaves Bethany, sees the fig tree, curses it, keeps it moving, cleanses the temple for the second time, goes in there, beats a fool out some dudes in there with some whip. Tuesday, leaves Bethany, finds the fig tree withered. Wednesday is like his off day. It's like there's nothing really recorded. It's silent. A lot of preparation. I call it the calm before the storm. You ever lived life before like that? Like, man, things are just too easy right now. What's about to blow up in my life? It's coming, right? Thursday, now it's going to get heated, right? Preparation for the Passover meal. He eats dinner, teaches on servant leadership, right? The big exposition there and teaches them washing their feet. Goes to the garden. He's in agony. He can feel the weight of the world coming. He, he's starting to emotionally and spiritually know he's about to go through this trial, right? Um, betrayal of Judas happens. The Sanhedrin, Peter, his best man, his ace, Boone Coon, backs out on him and says, I don't know this dude. He leaves him. That's his guy. He's down like two flat tires, left him hanging and left. And there's Jesus. Like, man, it's getting bad. And at this point, like, you're like, okay, let's, let's be real here. Like, okay, where I would be like, I'm, after this day, I'm like, where's the cross? Just go ahead and nail me to it because let's get this over with. I, I'm good. I don't need any more pain in my life, right? We call that right in life. The, you ever taken off a Band-Aid that's stuck to your hair? You ever, do you, how do you take it up? Do you take it up real slow? Oh, that feels so good. No, the Band-Aid rip method. Like, like some of y'all are like, hey, just pull it. Just pull it. Just look away. Just pull it, right? No, but Jesus is taking it off slow. So that was, right? So you get in that Thursday. Friday it gets worse, Pastor Dave. He goes through six trials before he even gets crucified here. First trial, before Ananias. He gets accused. They're bidding, they're just biding times till they get to the Sanhedrin because they are going to not only take him to the cross, they are going to drag him through the mud. It is going to be a day to remember. Second trial, this is the primary. He's before the Sanhedrin. He's condemned. He's what? Misused. Third trial, immediately at dawn, Peter denies Jesus the third time. So now his main guy, not once, not twice, three, right? He's still, he's really gotten bad now. Jesus looks upon him, the condemnation's repeated, and he's taken to the Romans. Four trials before Pilate. Fifth before Herod. He's asking for a miracle. At this point, I might have done like, a, I might have pulled a rabbit out of my hat to get out of this trial, right? What did you, you would have been like, hey, uh, call so-and-so to come get me because I'm done. Like, I'm not doing this, this crucifixion thing. I'm, I'm good on this one. Just give me the T-shirt and the cup, and I'm out of here, right? Sixth trial, he's scourged. Uh, the, he cries over the city, crucify him, the people say. He's finally turned over to be crucified. He's mocked by the soldiers. The crown of thorns put on him. He hangs himself. Judas does. And then Jesus bears his cross only to be what? Nailed to it. He set his face like Flint. I'm not going the short route on this. I'm going the long. I'm going to do it the right way. If I'm going to die for all humanity, I'm going to take this, and I'm not going to back down. How many of you right now, what are you going through? What's stopping you right now? We need to think about Jesus and, like, have his attitude. Maybe you're going through a relationship that's somebody's talking bad about you. Maybe you're going through something politically at work. I've been through those. Like, this is, I'm being, I'm being misperceived. Well, what would, you, what would Jesus do? My wife always tells me that. Hey, honey, what would 
with Jesus to. He wouldn't act like you. Because I'm acting a fool up in here. So think about that. Let's just let's have a little fun with this. Right? Let's have a little fun here. People who, in the Bible, I want to look at some people here who just kind of went the difficult path. And let's just contrast from what they actually did to how they would handle it today. Moses. If you know anything about Moses, he made the choice. He could have lived in Egypt, which was royalty, or he could have, he ended up suffering with his brothers. Now, let's just put that in your area real quick. Let's see. Hmm. Egypt, penthouse, hot tub, balcony overlooking the city, high-speed Wi-Fi, you know, pull down by the deal, or suffer. They got, oh, they don't have Wi-Fi with them down there? Uh, oh, man. Oh, if you've been around my, your people lately, they stink. They don't even have showers down there. You gotta like do it in the river. Which one are you going with? I'm not going. I'm going. I'm going with. The, I'm going to, back up to Egypt, right? Matter of fact, you read the reviews of Egypt. Like, I, oh, I'm for sure. It's on on Yelp. It's got great reviews. I'm going there. Joseph, he chose to continue to do the right thing even when the wrong results results kept happening. Could you imagine that? What about you? And I would be like, hey. Uh, Joseph, come here for a second. Uh, have you noticed there's a there's a there's a pattern in your life? I'm just you know I'm just a friend. It's just a pattern in your life that this all this religious stuff you do, like you get accused falsely of raping Potiphar's wife, and like you he didn't they put you in prison, and you go to prison, and you go to help people, you, and they let the guy forgot you what you did good for him, and now they left you in their life. You know it's not really maybe this Bible thing's not working out so well for you. Just kind of give up and just start compromising. No, he kept on the hard path. Right? Let's keep. Let's have a little more fun with this. Esther. Oh, this is my one of my favorites. This is uh, for for the ladies. Esther. Hey, hey, uh, hey, Esther. They're going to kill all the Jewish people. If you, if would you just say something? You know, girl. You know, I thought about that, but you know what? Um, they're going to behead me if I if they don't if I get, if they don't like me. And you know, anyway, there's a girl that I know. Out there, some of them, and, she, and I saw one of her social media posts, and she kind of gave me the stank eye the other day. So, uh, you know, I'm going to let her sweat this one out. I'm not going to say anything to the king for a while, right? I'm, gonna, I'm, gonna, I'm just comfortable right here. Rahab, she was, a, she was a what? Do you know anything about Rahab? She was a prostitute who hid the spies in the city of Jericho to, to save her family and to help the Israelites get a breakthrough. You imagine her story like, hey, hey, hey. All the, the, all the kids in the house, hey, have you, did you hear what mom did? Mom brought the spies and everything in here. She's, she's lost her mind. We're going, she brought those spies in here. They, they, now they, they're coming to our house first to kill us. Mom, we, we just can't, we, mom, you're done, right? We're not going to speak to you no more. So that's, you mentioned Elisha. He, he, he inherited Elijah's ministry. Could you imagine Elijah, what they said? Elijah said, hey, you need to follow me and stay with me until I finish my ministry, then you'll have it. And, and everybody like, hey, 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 Elijah, come here for a minute. Uh, I don't know if I would follow his ministry. Have you, have you noticed anything about Elijah? He wears sackcloth as a dude. He eats locusts and honey. Like, who does that? He... he and he wears this weird belt, and he's got long hair, and he talks, and he prays, and he does, I know he does, he's good, I mean, he's cool, don't get me wrong, like, he does miracles, 
But like, you know, you know what I think I'm going to do? I'm going to get a group me app and let me know when you're done and I'll come find you. If you start feeling sick, I'll get your ministry after that. He wouldn't stick with him, right? No, he, he stayed with him the whole time. Daniel, a couple here born, it's just funny to me. He got, they, they changed the, the governmental law. If you prayed, you would be put in prison. Can you imagine all Daniel's friends? Like, he, he's up there praying and, you know, like, hey, have you, hey, so have you talked to Daniel? He's, he's kind of taking his prayer thing a little too far. Like, I mean, like, we, were, we talked about starting a prayer group, but, like, not over the balcony, overlooking the city. So everybody can see. Like, Daniel, you're, you're getting a little too cuckoo to prayer here. Right? No, he kept the hard path, right? And then Paul, you read Paul in Acts 27. Go read Acts 27 if you get a free moment today. This dude gets on a ship, knows he's, it says imprisonment and chains are waiting for him in Rome. And all he goes through is oppositions. And he, all his buddies in ministry, he's like, don't go, stay here. And they were breaking his heart. But you know what he chose to do? Like Jesus, I'm going to take the hard path. He set his face like Flint. What are you going to do? What's stopping you in your life today to keep you from pressing in to the purposes God has, the call on your life, the destiny, the relationships God's put in your life? What are you, what's keeping you from pressing into that? This actually, I want to read a scripture. This actually literally happened to me this week. It's funny how God, God has a sense of humor. Uh, Matthew 7, Jesus states it the best here, if you'll put that up. Matthew 7, 13 through 14. I want you to read this pops up here. Anyway, it says this, enter by the narrow gate, for wide is the gate, and broad is the way that leads to destruction. And there are many who go by and by it, because narrow is the gate, and difficult is the way that leads to life, and there are only a few who will find it. This literally happened to me this week. I work in a weight room down on campus. We have five weight rooms, and the one I work out of is a tennis weight room, and it's I park in the back of this parking lot where it's kind of obscure and there's usually plenty of parking. But some, what they've been doing lately, these visiting teams, they, they'll get these charter buses. And, dude, I've never had this happen. This is so bizarre what I'm about to tell you. But I, I pulled up and I'm like, oh, my God, the, the, the charter bus literally backed up and parked in front of my gate. Now, the gate I go in is already little. <laughs> I was so mad that this bus, because I, I got over there, I'm like, dude, I don't think I can get in the building. Because if you can't get in that gate, guess what? I got to walk, gotta go to the hard path, walk through the grass, all the way around to the front, come in and go the long route to get to the weight room versus this shortcut I go through. So I literally got, had to get skinny and like get through this, the bus is like right here in my gate, and this chain link fence is like right here. And I got to get my keys out of my pocket, unlock it, get past the gate and go in like that. I had to hold my breath, get skinny. So my point is, there's times that in life that it, with God, there's going to be, he's going to ask you to do something. It's going to be hard. It's going, you're going to have to get skinny. You're going to have to. It's going to be difficult. And you're going to have to set your face like Flint, like Jesus did. Amen. Uh, the remainder of time we got, we're going to go through three reasons, right? Three reasons why Jesus could not be deterred. Three reasons. Point number one is resistance. And if you go back and read that scripture we did earlier, they would not receive him. Can you imagine this? Like, hey, you, you, you start your little marketing campaign, I'm going to go to J Jerusalem and I'm going to die for everybody. You put up your, your banners, you raise your, your GoFundMe and you get everything and then, like, nobody wants to help you. 
That was Jesus. Like, nobody wants to help you go die. Like, dude, I'm about to die for all of you people. Nobody helped you. You got no helping hands. There's no money. There's no friends. There's, like, even everybody's shutting their doors. Like, there's nowhere to stay. You just, it's going to be a rough road, right? And so here's the point on this one. It's going to be a fight. It's going to be a fight for you. Anything you want to do in the kingdom of God, it is going to be an all-out fight. You want to come to church? Get consistent? You want to be around men like we talked about? It's going to be a fight. Enemy's going to come against you so strong. He's going to make you have work duties. The scene's going to blow up right before you need to leave. You're going to get in a huge fight with your wife, and you come to church. You can't even speak to each other. I mean, he is going to throw the kitchen sink at you. Spiritual warfare is real, people. There is a scene realm that we all see, but then let me tell you something. It's a fight for your soul. The enemy's not going to give up your soul. If he's got you, he's not turning you over. You're going to have to fight. And it's a different, it's not a physical fight, right? And so three things, the other things. So on top of that, the devil will fight you. What else fights you? Your flesh. So you got three things you'll fight here. The flesh, the world, and the devil. What, about, what do I mean by your flesh? Who actually woke up today, man, I just feel like going to church? Come on now. I've been up the last two nights late. One for studying for this, second last. Last night was prom night, one of my kids. What time do you think I got in bed? Big baby. I didn't wake up like, oh, man, I can't wait to go preach today. <laughs> right? It's going to be a fight. It's going to be, there's going to be resistance in your life. The world is going to fight you. If you notice that people don't really like Christians today, I, I mean, we kind of, we should own some of that, but it's not popular right now. It's not politically correct to say I love Jesus and I stand for these morals and, I, and, I, and this is what I stand for. Like, oh, my God, you're so judgmental and I just can't, you're so stuffy and I can't fool with you. You know, we probably need to work on some of our ways we deliver our messages. I, I would agree with that one. We need to be more kind patient, gracious. We need to be more open to hearing other ways of how people live their life. But it's not popular. It's not popular to be, the world is going to be against you, and again, the enemy is going to come against you. Um, so 1 Corinthians 16, 9 says this at the bottom. I love this. is Paul. For a great and effective door has been opened to me, but there are what? Many adversaries. It's going to be on now. It's going to be on and popping, Right? It's going to be like, we are saying, on like Donkey Kong, man. You know, it's going to be on. I, I remember, uh, so a question here, and I'll share one thing, but where are you facing resistance in your life? Where have you felt, where have you felt like giving up lately? Have you felt like quitting? There's a reason behind that. There's a, there's a spiritual war behind, if you're on the verge of quitting and it's something that involves your destiny, the people you're supposed to walk with and the call on your life, spiritually, there's, there's, the devil's trying to wear you out. He is trying to flat wear you out with that. I, I like, I don't know if you remember Muhammad Ali, I, I like boxing a little bit, but he would hire, he hired a guy to be in the corner when he's getting blasted, and he would get hit up. Hey, champ, you're the greatest. Come on, champ, you got him. You, you hang in there, champ. Don't give up. Come on, you got this. You can take another shot, just one more round. Hang in there, you got this. And we need to get people in our life in the church around us, like, hey, hey, Big Mike, you can hang in there. You got this, Chad. Don't quit, right? Mr. Dave, hey, let's keep fighting. 
Don't wear your clothes. But we don't do that. Oh, I'm going to go just veg out on my social media and I'm going to hide from people and isolate. We wonder why we're so beat down. We all need encouragement. Encouragement is oxygen to the soul. That's, what, that's how you live. That's how you make it through life. I need a pastor today. Like, hey, D-Mate, where you been today? Coach, I'm tired. I'm tired. I'm a strength and conditioning coach. When I see people struggling, I, I, I'm making them struggle on purpose. But you know what I do? I, put, I pick you up, hold you, like, we're going to do it again. You, you, got one more, you got one more in you. You got one more rep. Hey, anybody, let me tell you something today. You, anybody can go one more day. Mike Tyson said, courage is this, just the ability to hang in there five more minutes. Where are you, you going to quit today? You can hang in there for five more minutes. You can do things one more day. Oh, I just can't make it. This, I'm going to blow up. No, you can do this one more time. Every, you, everybody's got one more rep in you. It's all in your mind. How you view life, how you see difficulties. The problem isn't the, the problem. The problem is your attitude about the problem. That's what needs a, a checkup from the neck up. That's what you need. So first one was resistance. Resistance. Let's go to that second point. Resolute. I love this point. Resolute. Who likes high, uh, HD TV? Come on now, raise your hand. Come on now. How big is your TV, babe? Pastor, you got about, babe, I got about 80, I got an 80 inch, babe. I can see the freckles on the face of the football players. I can see the, I can see the hair on the frog's back on National Geographic. That's an HD TV, baby. Resolution. It means to be what? Obstinate. In a course that you approve of. Let's contrast this HDTV. The standard for HDTV is 1080, I think, pixels. If you break, if you break that down, and I studied it a little bit. There's over two million pixels per frame, and it's very clear, high resolution. Go back to the 30s and 40s. The TVs that they first came out with, what? It was like 12 blocks. It had 12 pictures per screen. Like, you, you realize how fuzzy that was? People was all up in it, though. They, the whole family, you'd see people, they, had this, they huddle around the little TV, and it, it'd be a terrible picture, but we're watching it. Now, I tell you that as a funny, because most of us are living our lives right now like we're in the 30s and 40s. We don't have any resolution. A lot of you people, a lot of us need, you need to upgrade your vision in life to HCTV right now. Get some clarity like Jesus had in his life. He was resolute. He knew where he was going. He had his, again, here's the point on this one. is like crisis will bring clarity in your life. Crisis. Example, you ever see somebody get sick? And I, and I, don't, I don't want to pick on anybody that's had physical health. Get physically sick. Now, you, before, you're like, I don't know what diet to eat. I don't know where to work out. You got your six meals planned. You got your workout regimen. You're drinking plenty of water. What, what happened? Crisis brought clarity. Crisis brought, get laid off from your job or get a cut back in, in your finances. All of a sudden, you ain't getting Starbucks no more. We got rid of, we got rid of this. We're moving out of this house. We're downsizing. We're getting that little bitty mini house. I'm going to switch out that brand new Escalade for that Toyota. All of a sudden, what? Crisis did what to you? It brought clarity. Now you're saving money for 
retirement. Crisis brought clarity. Relationally, you've been hanging out with all these toxic people. I'm exhausted. I'm worn out. They just a lot of energy vampires sucking the life out of me. All of a sudden, you have a crisis happen. Somebody betrays you. Like, you know what? I'm done hanging out with toxic people. <laughs> I'm gonna keep my butt in church. I'm gonna find some God-fearing believers. They're not gonna. They're gonna be a little crazy too, but at least they're honest and they're gonna support me. Crisis brought clarity in your life. Jesus knew his why. And if you know your why, I can endure anyhow. I can, you, you tell me why I'm doing it, I'll, I'll run through the wall. You tell me why I'm doing something, like, hey, sign me up because I know this is going to be painful, but on the other side of this, dude, it's going to be on when we get there. He knew his why. And then last point today is reward. And actually, Pastor Dave used this uh, passage. I'm going to read it just again just for, for emphasis. Hebrews 12 says, and let us run the endurance of the race set before us, looking to Jesus, author and finisher of our faith. And I love this. And for the joy set before him, he did what? He endured the cross. Here's the point. So you're going to expect resistance. You, you're going to get resistance. Come on, people. You're going to get what? You're going to get change your, your vision. You're going to have to get resolute, clear. But then God's going to reward you. God's a rewarder. He's not, gonna, he's not like some evil dude up there, like I'm going to play like a little puppet game on you, and when you get there, it's just going to be like some crusty crumbs from like 7-Eleven biscuit. Here's, here's your reward. No, God's going to, well, I've lost this, 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 and this. God's going to give you double for your trouble. He will. You study Job. He took it. He lost everything. But he still wouldn't curse God and said, you know what, because you kept that attitude, I'm going to give you double for your trouble. And I'm going to say it again. Oftentimes, the fact that you're doing it right you, and it's hard means you're on the right path. We don't build any monuments for character development. We build it for everybody who wins championships because nobody cares about character development, right? And here's the problem in our life today. We've become, we have become so extrinsic. We focus on the exterior of our life, and there's very little, if any, emphasis on the interior of our life. God's about our inner life. He's not worried about what's on social media. I, I, I wish we would start, somebody needs to start an app called, excuse my words here, Crapcasticness of Life. Like, come see my, all the crazy things in my life. I'm going to post that. That is what makes me who I am today, not all this fancy stuff. It's my failures. It's my flops and my fumbles. That's where my character was resolved. That's where I learned from, you don't compromise in this area of your life. That's where I work, I'd be more gentle and compassionate with my marriage and be more tender and gentle with my kids and be a hard worker when my boss is not in there. I'm working just the same as if he watches me because I know God's watching me. That's the kind, I want to be a man that I'm known, the inside of my life is very high value, not so much what I do on the outside. I'm not going to say I wouldn't take an escalate though. I would, I would. Almost done here. I talked about the, and I think the big thing here is just delayed gratification. <laughs> Jesus knew it wasn't going to be easy for him. It was going to be. It was going to be. It was going to be hard. Was it going to be a quick fix? There was no shortcut to the cross. There was no like, hey, take these five pills and call me in the morning and wake up tomorrow. Like, you know, like what, what was the movie? I forget some of the movies. That, like the little wave, little wand, and we wake up the next day, and um, 
One of my favorite movies, I forget Nicolas Cage, it's considered a Christmas movie, but where he lived his like, life, what was it? Uh, Family Man. I love that. He lives this life of luxury and high rise, and then he goes and he thinks he's living this life that's just so hard on him, and he gets through it and he looks back and he realizes that's what life's about. Life's about making it through difficulties. It's about the community, the friends that love me. It's about a pastor that this dude always checking on me, man. I mean, like, who, could we ask for a better pastor in the city of Austin? Right? You know what I'm saying? Like, this is what life is about. I drive this old beater. We call it her, her name's Bertha, my expedition out there. She's got 460 AC in it. It's 60 miles an hour. We roll down four windows. But you know what? My daughters are healthy. They're blessed. I don't care. As long as my wife's good and those girls good, I'm good. I'm Gucci. Right? And you know what? That's how God wants our life to be. And I'll just finish with a couple scriptures, and we're going to transition to Willie. If you'll put those up. Um, again, rewarder. Hebrews, I love these scriptures. But without faith, it's, in, it's impossible to please him. For he, for he who comes to God must believe he exists. And you guys, So not only have faith in God, but just know this. Your reward's coming. There, I'm telling you. Promotion doesn't come from the north, south, east, or west. It comes from God. There is a promotion for people in here today. I'm declaring it. It's on the way. Don't quit. Don't faint. Don't give. Don't throw in a towel. Keep pressing in. Take one day at a time. Take another breath. Call a friend. Phone a friend. Get something to stay in the fight. Your promotion is coming. This house is going to grow. This community is going to be impacted. It's coming. I'm telling you. Hebrews 6.11. And we desire that each one of you show the same diligence and hope until the end. Here's the key, that you don't become sluggish, but do what? Imitate those who faith and patience, they did what? They inherited the promises. It's going to take faith, but you know what else? It's going to take patience. Just keep waiting. It's coming. God's working on you. He's, he's polishing you. You're going to be like a beautiful just diamond when he puts you out in front of people. And I love this last one, and I'll pray and bring Willie up. But how long, this is David. He was waiting. How long, oh Lord, will you forget me forever? How long will you hide your face from me? How many of you... Oh, God, when, God, when? Why, why, God, why? Like, why am I in this long wait? You know, I feel like I'm on this plane that just keeps circling. We're just in a holding pattern. You know what? God will bring you in for your landing when it's time. He's getting things ordered on the ground. There's going to be food. There's going to be people. There's a city he's building. He's just having you circling, and you're up there in the clouds. It's like, oh, my God, where you could be enjoying the view, step back, have, have some orange juice and some crackers, and listen to a good but you just up there circling, God's bringing you in. I'm telling you, right? God's bringing you in for a breakthrough. Just be patient. Set your face like Flint. Don't quit. Don't give in. It's coming your way. Amen. Pray with me. Lord, thank you so much for this word today. God, I just ask right now that every person here today walk out of here. And let's think about what Jesus, his mindset. He had what? He had resistance. On the way in, it didn't stop him. He had a clear vision of why he was doing it, and he knew, God, you were going to bring reward, not just to him, but that all of us would endure and, and just enjoy for eternity. So, God, thank you for doing that. Today, Lord, we set our face like Flint through what we're going through. In Jesus' name, everybody said amen. 
Hey, we are so glad that you joined us for our service this morning. If you are interested in learning about how you can start a relationship with Jesus, we would love to be here to talk that through with you. The Bible says in 1 John 5, 12, that whoever has the Son has life. And we really believe that here at Renovate. So again, if you want to start a relationship with Jesus, if you're just interested in learning more about the faith, you have questions, we'd love to hear from you as well. Or if you want to grow as a follower of Jesus or get more involved in what we're doing, we'd love to hear from you. So just go ahead and comment on the platform that you're at or reach out to us by email at info at renovatechurch.com. Again, we're so glad you were able to join us. We hope you have a great week and we look forward to hearing from you soon.